Riley Lemus, the CEO for Paid Prevention. Uh, and once again, we're here with our podcast, Disrupting the Dominoes. Of course, we mean disrupting the dominoes of violence. Uh, and we're uh, super excited. Uh, I'm here in Toronto where we are uh, partnering with uh, Nellie's. Uh, and my guest, Jyoti Singh, will share uh, with you what uh, actually Nellie's is and what it's doing. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to be in Toronto, um, sharing and partnering with Nellie's on some great programming for community allies as well as staff. So with no further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest today, um, Jyoti Singh. Hello, Jyoti. Hi, Arlene. Thanks for that very kind introduction. Oh, thank you so much. We're just super excited about this partnership and this, the idea of what the future looks like uh, in this partnership is super exciting for us. Um, it wasn't something that we envisioned as we uh, started looking for clients and looking for partnerships. And the way this all came together just seems like it was supposed to happen. So we're pretty excited about it and the opportunities for working with you uh, in the future. Uh, do you mind sharing with our, our, our audience what Nellie's is, how you came to Nellie's, uh, a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the organization? Sure. Um, so I came to Nellie's two years ago, a week before COVID hit. So it has been a wild ride the last <laughs> couple sure. of years. Uh, not only to become, you know, uh, the executive director for this amazing organization, but to also be then exposed to a worldwide pandemic and trying to work within that, the implications that has had for women and um, violence against women, gender-based violence. Um, there's been some serious implications in an, an explosion of that during the pandemic. And then on top of it all, we also were in the midst of building this brand new shelter. Uh, so we were in the middle of a construction project during this time. Um, and uh, so, you know, I came, my background has always been in social services and business. So I've got an entrepreneurial side as well as the social service side, uh, which is kind of interesting because I think PAVE is kind of on that model as well. Yes, yes. And I think it's taken years for a lot of people in, in the social service sector to understand how important it is to have that entrepreneurial spirit and it's really important especially in the structures that we work in because uh, you have to play by the rules or you need to at least you know look like you're playing by right. the rules in those those setup structures and systems right. um so you know I've, I've operated a number of businesses uh with my husband in the past and i've always also been involved in social services Prior to coming to uh, Nellie's, I was the executive director for the Elizabeth Fry Society of Manitoba, which is an organization that works with women who are in in the criminal justice system or at risk of becoming uh, a part of the criminal justice system. And there's a, a lot of crossover between that world of imprisonment and criminalization and violence against right. women. It's, it's just an extension uh, of the effects of, of violence and intergenerational trauma and gender-based violence. So um, I don't feel like I'm out of my element uh, 
and I'm back, to, I'm an Ontario, uh, like I was born in Ottawa and uh, part of Ontario and I'm back in Ontario now, very happy to be so, uh, to be here. And Nellie's, um, I've known about Nellie's for about, I would say 20 years. Mm-hmm. When I, back when I was living in, in Toronto, I was at a university and I moved to Toronto and I uh, applied to be a board member for Nellie's. Mm-hmm. So here's, this is something you don't know about me, but, um, there was an incident that happened in my family and I was very distraught. Um, and I, I was, I was very distraught because I couldn't be there and the Mm -hmm. violence happened. And, um, this family member then told me, you know, I couldn't get away and he wouldn't stop. And I wasn't, I wasn't there. And I, and I thought, I knew intuitively, I knew if I was there, I probably wouldn't be able to stop anything from happening, but there was a lot of guilt associated with that. Right. And I felt like I needed to do something. And uh, so Nellie's was really well known. Nellie's was at the forefront of uh, you know gender-based violence and they were looking for board members. So I applied, became a board member. This is not a happy story. So I felt good. I, I did something, right? Like I, I'm doing something proactive. I'm going to give back. And then the next six months, I didn't go to a single meeting and then they kicked me off the board. <laughs> you know, I was quite young at the time. I had a new baby. So I give myself a break on that. I, I forgive myself for that. And it really, I realized it wasn't really about Nellie's. It was about me right. and trying to deal with my guilt right. by so like, you know, by, by that, by that event. But I, I'm a strong believer that like things happen for a reason. Yeah. Fast forward 20 years later, and now I'm the executive director of this amazing organization, yeah, which awesome. I never thought would have happened. And, and there are so many people who don't deal with their guilt in the way that you did. I mean, you were proactive in trying to deal with, you know, with and that I did nothing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, clearly you, you stayed on the path for a social good. Um, you know, it, it, it brings me up to something that I say all the time. I probably say it every podcast. Uh, and that is that once again, we're seeing how the dominoes continue to fall and impact more people when it comes to violence. So here you were not there. You were far away, but it was a family member who altered your course of your life because of a, a violent event. And I, I, I know some people may feel this is over dramatic but i really do believe that violence is impacting our lives every day and it's robbing us it's robbing our community and our society it's robbing people of being the best mother they can be the best father the best daughter the best boss um because we we don't we're not proactive in preventing it and that's what i feel like so impassioned to do with dave um but yeah i just see it again with almost everyone that comes on our on our podcast there's a story, and, and I'm sure there are 10 more in your life experience that where violence has had an impact on you or your loved ones or caused you to shift. Absolutely. It's, it's, it, it weaves into our lives, and we don't even realize it because it's on some level it's normalized. Yeah. You know, and uh, when I did join Nellie's, the other thing that was really getting to me is that I had a baby girl. And I felt like this responsibility in the world. And, you know, I have a South Asian background. I was born in Canada. My husband is from India. And when he and I met, we were talking. 
I said to him, this was very foreign. I give my husband a lot of props. He's way ahead of thinking of what you would stereotypically think of a South Asian man. Um, and I remember, you know, we were talking about what do we want from life? And I had a few things. I'm like, I want to travel and I want my kids to travel. And, um, you know, I, I will respect you if you respect me. And if you ever lay a hand on me, I'm calling the police. And then he said, it's for him that was like, you know, he'd only been in Canada for a year. He was here as an international student. And it kind of made him smile, right? And he's like, you won't even give me one chance. Like, you're not going to even give me a grace, no. right? And so I was a little taken back. And I'm like, no, I was very serious. And he's like, okay. And so but the interesting thing about that, I don't know if he was serious about the, will you give me that one chance or not? But... I am so thankful of my presence of mind yeah. to have Good set that boundary yeah. at the beginning of our relationship. Not that I don't think he ever would, right. you know, he's not that type of guy, but it's those experiences in my life and things that I've witnessed that it was at my forefront. Right. Well, good for you. Life. Good for you that you were able to translate those experiences and be able to set a boundary. Yeah. It's a shame. I, I anxiously await the day where that doesn't have to happen. Exactly. Yeah, where that doesn't have to happen. Um, so tell me a little bit more about what your goals and what your thought process was when partnering with PAVE. Uh, I know that you extended your training. We have two cohorts here, two, two different cohorts of training. Um, earlier this week, we did training with your community allies. thought that was yeah. really interesting that you opened it up to your community allies. And then later this week, we're doing uh, your staff. So if you could just share your thought process and what, what your goals were with that. Well, let me just uh, backtrack a bit and tell you a little bit about Nellie's. So Nellie's is named after Nellie McCon, who's this firecracker, trailblazer uh, on women's rights and issues in Canada. Um, she's from Manitoba, I believe she's from Manitoba, fought for women's right to vote and just a lot of great things uh, and reasons to make her the namesake for this organization. The organization started about 49 years ago. Next year is our 50th anniversary. Wow. Um, and we started as an organization um, for, home, for homeless teens, for pregnant teens. But as the staff were supporting uh, those women, they started to realize that there were a lot more older women that were coming in. Mm. And uh, there was a lot of instances of violence. And back in those days, in the 70s, Toronto didn't actually have a women's shelter. So Nellie's was kind of like the first, mm. first one on that. Um, and, you know, over the years, uh, so we started with 16 beds. When I joined Nellie's, we were at 36 in a building that was not adequate. And this, this construction started. We're, um, we're at 36 beds from that from that heyday of 16, 16 beds, we're at 36 beds, um, and now we have an adequate building. Um, but it's been 15 years and we're still talking about fight, violence against women. Right. It's been 20 years since I reached out to Nellie's because I wanted to deal with my guilt. Mm. And we're still talking about violence against yeah. women. It's been two years and we've seen the issue of gender-based violence coming more and more at the front, forefront and talking about it. And for the first time, I'm, very, I'm quite um, proud of our, our government because they recognized the instance of violence and how it got magnified during the pandemic and 
we've had a lot of funds flow through to help address with that, but we're still talking about violence. And I feel like this is an issue in all areas of social services that we're always talking about, oh, what do we do? But we don't talk about how do we prevent it. And it really bothers me. It really does. So, um, you know, going through this throughout my life and seeing that we're always doing this kind of catching up. Nellie's, we have, this is considered a crisis shelter. Um, and, and the definition of that means that women should be here for three months. We set them up so that they're ready for the next phase and then they can move on. Hmm. doesn't happen. It doesn't take, you can't set somebody up for three months. We have women here that stay longer than that, sometimes six months, sometimes nine months, depending on the complexity of it. But we're a crisis shelter. Um, and we need to change that dialogue. Now, Lise does some really great work on the crisis side. What are we doing on the prevention side? Yes. I want to work myself out of a job. That would be a dream. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so... These are the conversations I've been having with my management team. It's like, how do we start changing this dialogue? Um, And we got connected with Heather Turnbull, who's got some really interesting, like, background, like, with her goddess martial arts company. And and she's very well connected with a lot of amazing people, including yourself. And she told us about PAVE. And we're like, this sounds like the start of that journey that we want to get on and and looking at prevention. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I strongly believe that our approach uh, to prevention has to be with giving a a skill set to the individual. Um, You know, it's been documented there are so many microaggressions that have to occur before a full-blown physical event. So if we can give the skill set to the individual to at the third microaggression or at the fourth, you know, non-physical event to be able to warn that off. That's the idea, you know? So yeah, we believe strongly uh, in the same thing. We're, we're looking at this in the same way. And I think that um, this week is the start uh, of that relationship where we're instilling a skill set in the individual. Um, and I'm excited about it. I'm so excited. Um, so, if I can ask you, in a, in a pay for pay, we're working to reduce violence in the workplace. Um, so we're kind of this partnership with Nellie's is very unique. Of course, we're trying to create a safe workplace at Nellie's for your staff and your clients. Uh, um, but we're also looking to become a facility to encourage more training. Uh, and for Nellie's to become that spot for continued education on the topic of violence prevention. So please share what your goals are with that or how you envision that. Um, You know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, right? right? I don't. I really don't. But I'm a dreamer. And if I, um, you know, if I were able to make my dream uh, into a reality, is that we could, that Nellie's would be a center uh, of expertise, knowledge, and support. Because I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I'm not going to prevent anything. Much like yourself, I, I truly do believe that I don't have that power to prevent. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know if that's what you were you were trying to imply, but I know I don't have the power to prevent violence. What I do have is that I'm blessed to be in a position in my life and in my career where I can start putting together resources 
to help women or others empower themselves. Right. And really it's their journey, it's their path, it's their decisions on how they're gonna do it. Um, and we're just a conduit. And that's the thing we tell our funders all the time too. We're the conduit. Like we have women, we'll give them, you know, Christmas gifts at Christmas and they'll be, thank you, thank you. And I always stop them and I'm like, you need to stop thanking me because it's not me. Hmm. It's all those people out in the community that are thinking about you during this time right. that have brought this out. So, you know, those are those are the people that you need to thank. Um, and so for for us at Nelly's, like I know that we will not have necessarily the power to prevent, but we we can be that conduit. Right. And we're hoping that we can be that knowledge center and that conduit um, for Canadians to start changing the dialogue on on, on violence. Yeah, that's really our goal. And um, I didn't know how we were going to do it. I knew that we were going to go down this path, but then when we got connected with Pave, it was like. <laughs> Okay, I see the road now, and this is an absolute possibility. Yeah, yeah, I, I do see what you're saying that you know we can't systematically end violence, right? The systems are—it's an uphill battle, right? When I was um, advocating for athletes throughout the Olympic movement, um, especially within the sport of Taekwondo, it was pushing the ball up the hill and trying to make the change that I felt could have real impact. But I knew that if I could instill a skill set or arm an athlete with a skill set to set a boundary or to use their voice, well, then one athlete at a time, we were making the place safer, right? If they were able to call out predatory coaches or predatory administrators, um, that that's where the change would happen. Um, so I think if you are able to fulfill this vision of yours, I think that's what will happen. One person at a time will start developing that skill set and they'll take that skill set home. So that means their family members will eventually receive that skill set. And it'll just, uh, you know, kind of ripple out from there. I really believe strongly that although it's great to have great lighting in your parking lot and security cameras in this beautiful you cannot see this on uh, this podcast, but the Nelly's uh, new facility is absolutely beautiful and welcoming and warm. Um, but you have wonderful things here. We, we, we did a, um, I don't want to say a safety audit, but I don't have another word for it right now. Um, we did a wonderful walkthrough and shared some best practices with some of your uh, coworkers here. Uh, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's going to have that ripple effect um, of, you know, really instilling change. Absolutely. And I, I, I strongly believe we learn off of each other. I'm in this facility every day. You come in and you're going to see things with a fresh eye. Yeah. And I really, I really believe, um, you know, there's, there's this thing in every sector of competition, you know, even in social services, right? Because hmm. we're all fighting for, the thought is, is that we're all fighting for the same funding dollars. But um, I have a lot of colleagues that um, also strongly believe we need to build off of each other and yeah. it's not a competition and we don't need to reinvent the wheel. And if it's a good idea, it's not that we're stealing an idea. We're actually saying that's a great idea. Right. We need to replicate that yeah. and figure out how we can do it. And that's the exciting thing for us in PAVE because I don't have to recreate the wheel. <laughs> You've got like the foundation there. You're connected with other partners and stakeholders that are do that's doing 
work in this sector, in this realm, uh, and has making an impact. And this is giving us, you know, a place to jump off of. And we're, you know, 10 miles down the road than where we would have been if we hadn't met paid oh, or hadn't been able to create these networks and these partnerships. Well, we're really excited to be on this path with you. I, I think it, we have the opportunity to create a really nice template where other facilities will not have to recreate the wheel. They will be able to lead by your example here uh, and really have some systematic change and really empower a lot of people. Uh, so I have one more question that we're going to kind of close it up with, and I ask everybody on the podcast this question. If you could have the audience of one person, if you could have a sit-down with one person that could move this movement in the anti-violence world forward, who would that be? Who would be your wish list? Let me talk to this person uh, and try to bring them on board. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's that's a really that's a really tough one um, for me. I mean, this is going to sound really cheesy, but I think we need to have a conversation with Putin right mm. now. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if you'd see reason or wisdom, but you know, mm. just uh, I don't know that I could sit calmly. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, but like it just kind of is weighing quite heavily on me right now that you know we're talking about violence and abuse, and then we're having an unprovoked attack on another independent nation. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say maybe just Putin-esque people. People, yes. Right? Let's let's bring them to the table and try to... I mean, I think everybody needs to be at the table when it comes to violence prevention anyway. Yeah. Um, All sides of it, unfortunately, to have real change. But yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. I get, I get it. I get it. Um, well, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time, uh, and I look forward to uh, hearing what you have to say about training because you are leading by example and you are taking the training over the next couple of days. So I'm very excited. excited. Okay, very excited. well, thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Uh, this has been Disrupting the Dominoes um, with Paid Prevention, our podcast. Please subscribe, uh, stay involved. Subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, We'd love to have you and hear from you. Thank you.